wandered off the path, did we? Little bit lost, are we, poor thing? Worry not. I will help you find your way. Tis a long way back to your way. I will tell you a story to pass the time. Listen carefully and don't trip up. <laughs> Hello, my name is Matthew Jackson, your DM. We're going to move away from a Jin's Wish, from Edvard and Jaren, and move over Drake and Hellion to a small countryside cottage in the hills. Inside this cottage, three criminals relax. A dwarf, a half-orc, and a halfling. Now, the half-orc and the halfling, known as D. Rakowski and Kithri, uh, respectively, are trained criminals. No ne'er-do-wells. They've had a long history of many years working together, casing houses, pulling heists. Uh, they have dreams of one day settling down and opening up a dairy farm together when all of the action's over. The dwarf, on the other hand, Gwyn Beryl, is an older dwarf and the owner of the cottage that the two other criminals are now guests in. Gwyn Beryl ran away from home from the mountain home of Dredur, a large imperial dwarven city that has, in the last few generations, began to recede and fall. In this fable, we listen to the story of these three smugglers, the story of Gwyn Beryl and her family. This is Smuggler's Run. Uh, I've got three improvisers here playing with me today. Uh, I've got Millie Holton playing the character of Rakowski, first name not listed uh, mm. because it is a secret. Um, Millie Holton. Yeah, so Rakowski is a half orc. She speaks uh, with a New York accent, even though New York's not a place in Drake and Hellion. Oh, yeah, but there's, there's definitely places <laughs> yeah. in Drake and Hellion that sound New Yorkish. Yeah, so like she's big, she's. Uh, she's green, she has a brown leather jacket on. Um, she's like a thug with a heart of gold, is how I like to oh, describe she's, it. She snuck out a little bit. She snuck out a little bit, a little teaser. <laughs> a little teaser. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's, she angers easily, uh, but she's in the right, she's got her heart in the right place. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've got uh, a, a halfling, played by improviser uh, Louise Cox. Hi. <laughs> um, yes, so my halfling is uh, Lightfoot, and her name is Kithri. She is three foot tall and has brown curly hair and hazel eyes. And we third improviser uh, with us is Elise Phillips. Hi. And she is going to be playing uh, <laughs> Gwyn Beryl, the dwarf. Yes, Gwyn Beryl Grumblebraid. Uh, she's... <laughs> love that name. Like 147 years old. Uh, this She's an older dwarf. Tough old leathery woman uh, <laughs> that sort of lives up in a very isolated area with her vegetables to keep her company. All right and so Smuggler's Run is Gwimbarrel's story is the fable that we're getting into um, and just some background is that uh, these three uh, adventurers and travelers are smugglers. They all have smuggler backgrounds. Rakowski and Kithri are two smugglers that have worked for a long time together as a duo mm. and they have been 
sequestered and hired by Gwyn Beryl through uh, friendship and like food bribery and just <laughs> you staying at her home a lot in her little cottage up in the hillside. Yeah, I imagine um, Gwyn Beryl has uh, like hidden us from the authorities a few times. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so we're indebted to you uh, emotionally as well <laughs> as much as anything. Yeah. Gwyn Beryl, when she was a young dwarf, um, fled from her mountain home and the dwarven society that she grew up in um, because it was totalitarian and just oppressive Um, and she managed to escape that time and one day though she received a letter which uh, you have right there. I do. It's got a sealed wax. So I imagine one day around like your crowded dinner table in your cottage that's very like Hobbity home esque. Um, I have to like crouch. You have to crouch <laughs> and just like hunch over <laughs> uh, at the dinner table. But, and I think I almost broke the chair <laughs> just by sitting on it. Well, Do you want to read it out loud for us? Yeah, yeah. Uh, dear Ma, I've had a great idea. I'm going to claim our ancestral home in Dredger. Oh, I know you don't like to talk about your old family, but you always said time heals old wounds. I can't believe our original name is Bronzeweaver. I found out with a bit of sleuthing in the archives of the Dreaddeep. Ma, we're rich. I'll claim back our birthright, Ma. No more small cottages for us, bub. What does it mean? It means that my incredibly simpleton son, Bub, has gone off to claim his birthright in my hometown. A very dangerous and horrific place. Oh. We, we, we're smugglers. We know this because we've met previously. <laughs> but could we... I, I don't want to... Can I just... We, could we do anything to help? Well, I mean, back in the day, I did a bit of smuggling myself. I could probably remember some of the old through lines into the city if I had a bit of muscle on hand to help my old body... <laughs> Through the tunnels. <laughs> Gwyn Beryl is old. <laughs> and sometimes I think when she has something that she wants, she really plays up the fact that she's old. Even though in dwarven terms, she's really like, if I were to rate like dwarven to human, she's probably only like 58 almost. Like, you're still good. <laughs> I'm so frail though. Who knows how many more years I'll have with my precious baby boy. Oh, oh, uh, can I just. I pull Kithri aside. Or just lean over the table. Yeah. Mm. She's so fucking old. She's so. She's so. She's so old. I. Should we? I. I feel emotionally indebted to her. Just to how many times she's helped us. Yeah. Good. Good barrel. Because you're still at this table. <laughs> Would you like to make a perception check just to see if you can hear them? Because like that, you're not far away. You're on that table. Sixteen. Sixteen? Yeah, you can hear them whisper. You hear everything they say. She's just so old. She's so, like, so oh, many wrinkles. has gone again. Oh, oh, oh God. Just went. Elise, sorry, Gwyn please roll deception. <laughs> has not gone. You were just trying to... Ten. Ten? You know that her hip hasn't gone. But she's smart as well. I, I, what do you think? She's helped us so many times. I, I think we should... Okay, uh, we I should guess, go with her. I guess the two best friends in the world are gonna help out. Windbarrel. <laughs> right, we should tell her. Okay. Hooray! <laughs> oh, wait, you what? what? 
but we'll say it together. We're, We're gonna, gonna help you. you. Hooray! Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> Grim Beryl immediately starts like packing supplies for your journey because at the moment you're like many miles away from Jadur. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose you guys would have some stuff that you'd need to do, like some preparation. I think Kithri's probably the more the, the one that prepares things, like you'll be getting some poisons ready, like you're making sure that like you have a good Clearly route labeled, to get there. Mm, D doesn't accidentally drink them. I yeah. get thirsty. That almost happened one time. Yeah? <laughs> do, you, do you want to talk about it? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> it's just still a painful memory. I don't remember it. I was in a blackout. <laughs> she can't remember it now because <laughs> she drank the poison. <laughs> I just um, had a great sleep. You organize a ship to go over to Hellion. Um, and then down to the small town of Dreadrock, uh, a small village that sits in the shadows of uh, Dredur Mountain and other mountains in that range um, where Dredur is. Uh, it's a, it's a dwarven, an old dwarven city that sits under the mountain of Dredur. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite confusing, but it wasn't me that came up with it. This has always been. Um, so it's like the mountain is called Dredur and so is the city. Um, so you have an old contact in Dreadrock. Um, the man who smuggled you out um, many, many years ago when you were a dwarven girl. Uh, his name is Grotnik. Um, and with little talk um, and uh, investigation, you were able to track him down again. Um, and sure enough, his secret smuggling rail system that he mined and built himself. Um, That's impressive. Yeah, That's that goes from the back of his house, as, as it's explained <laughs> to you. It goes from the back of my house. All the way to Dreadrop. Uh, it took me a long time to build. Uh, he's a very old dwarf. He's got a big grey bushy beard with like streaks of orange in it. Um, you know, but it's 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 not exactly safe unless you're me. I know the rails. Uh, I know them quite well. I know how to handle my cart. Uh, my accent has gotten a bit weird because <laughs> I've lived in a human town for a good part of my life. Uh, so I, I'm very sensitive about it. Please make no comments. He's got a weird voice. I should weird voice. voice. He, <laughs> like, although you don't know if he heard you, he just like looks at you and goes, mm, yep, all right. So uh, he starts like loading some of your supplies up onto his, uh, onto his cart, and soon enough, there's like a, uh, a small cave that conjoins at the back of his house that leads you down like a trapdoor uh, under a carpet in his back room in the small village with Dreadrop. Um, you get onto the cart, and uh, he gives it a push at the back, and then with his little legs, he like runs after and jumps in the cart. For a second, you don't think he's gonna like jump in with you, and you're just gonna go on this cart on your own, <laughs> like unguided into like the black void. Um, I'm not sure about halflings, but uh, dwarves have dark vision, so you'd be able to see fairly well. Um, but for you two, it's like pitch black uh, until a small lantern is lit in front um, on a pole that sticks out from the cart, uh, and it's rolling along. Um, it's sort of quiet as as it rolls. I'm feeling a little nervous, guys. It's gonna be fine. I'm feeling a little bit nervous for you. Oh, help! <laughs> what? I'm not allowed to talk to you. Just the man who runs the cart. <laughs> no, you're. I, I don't personally know you, so. Hello. My name's Grotnik. No, we. I mean, I know who your name. There were many chances for an introduction, but you didn't take. Are you alright with this guy? He's helped me many times in the past. He's a good egg. You can trust Grotnik. I can I trust d- Grotnik. 
I just need to have an aside with my partner. <laughs> we lean okay, across again, the car. Again, I must emphasize the fact that Lukowski <laughs> and Kithri are on a small cart that's about like five feet by five feet uh, square, and so you are pretty much pressed up to each other, but you both like put a hand up <laughs> beside your face to like. He's making me very angry. He's making me nervous. I don't know. Don't get angry. You can't I... rage out because then we'll fall off the cart. Just practice your breathing exercises. Seashells, seashells, spiders. Okay, I feel fine. I was thinking about the seashore. Mm. Okay, hey, okay. How about we get in there, we say goodbye to this fella, we, we don't have, He's just that, he's, he's the equivalent of a driver, a taxi driver, if that were existed in this world. What's a taxi driver? I don't know. What? what? Uh, this is a, excuse this me, this is, is a private conversation. Yes, but you're in my car, all right, and I can hear you talking about me. You hear everything. Um, but like, is a taxi driver, is that some sort of horse carriage driver? Yes, the breed of horse that is a taxi. Ah, I've not heard of that horse, but I'll be do- looking it up when I get home. I think we just put up with it. And okay. maybe later... You know, this is a short trip. You don't need to talk about putting up with me. It's like, in ten minutes, you're gonna be in Drudeau. Uh, just private conversation, oh. so... People are so rude! <laughs> You may both do it if you want. Um, 21. (laughs) You just like, you stare into his soul for a second, like, this is a private conversation. And he's like, okay, okay, clearly got something to talk about. And he just like puts his fingers in his ears, looks back at the rails, and you know, you keep scooting on. Are you you nervous, Quinbarrel? Are you sure we can trust this guy? Absolutely. We can definitely trust Grundig. I'm just more concerned about what it's going to be like once we get in there. What, this what, is the what easy sh- part. What should we expect? Well, I mean, it's a, it's a massive, massive city full of revolting people who don't care about anything but but money and and being important. Sounds like most cities. Ayo. <laughs> Got in with the zinger. We high five. I, I think both Kithri and Rakowski, they high five and look extremely proud. When Beryl continues to to think about her horrible past. Very empathetic duo. Such tragedies. <laughs> so, we're sorry. Oh, okay. We're sorry. Okay, um, go back I, to it. Let's get back to the yeah. cart journey. Yeah, you tap him on the shoulder and you're like, we're, we're done. done. Yeah. We're done. We're uh, done. All good. Um, it continues to roll on. It's 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 quite quiet for like uh, five minutes, um, and then uh, he just sort of turn, turns around and goes, "You know, I have I have one request. Uh, I have a friend who's still in Drodur, hopefully, um, that I haven't spoken to for over a century. Actually, um, I was just hoping you could perhaps deliver a letter for me. Uh, if he's still around, if you can still find him." We would be happy to. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We'll deliver Sounds the letter. Oh, his is name enough? is Dane. Dane. His name is uh, Dane. Dane Rumheim. Dane Rumheim. Uh, you could probably find him around the uh, the Goldhands district. Uh, so. Uh, the the. The Goldhands. Gwynbarrel, you'd know. I know the Goldhands. Uh, Gwynbarrel, you like think back. It's been a long time, so like no no worries if you, if you straight up forget stuff. But um, there are four big clan families in Dredor. There are the Goldhands, the Stonevanes, 
the Umber Gems, and the Bronze Weavers. Um, and, of course, the Bronze Weaver was, was the family that you were originally part of before you escaped. You, you, you may not have been, like, in direct line to be, like, clan leader, but you, you were part of that clan. It's pretty, pretty notable. Um, and they have sort of, like, carved up the city, uh, and you live in one of those districts. And they are sort of like your law bringer as well. Um, so if there's ever a dispute, you bring it to your clan leader. And the, all the clans sort of sit in place so they don't sort of fight each other all the time. Uh, but back to Grotnik. Um, yeah, he's in the he's in the Goldhand district. Um, for the life of me, I'm not sure where. But uh, if you if you just happen to see him, you know, I'd be very grateful. As well as what you're paying me. So, uh, we, we, we can do that. Yep, yeah, we can do that. I'll oh. take the letter. Uh, he passes it to you. Uh, it is sealed, uh, and it says on it, Dane, um, run home. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, You're welcome. I'd be uh, thankful if you didn't read it. It's a private message. Um, that goes without saying, but uh, I saw the gleam in your eyes when you took it. So. Uh, hey, 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 hey. hey. She's, a, she's a beautiful lady who is as honest as they come, so just watch your mouth, okay? Yeah. He's the only light in this dark, dark world. I, okay? I apologize. Uh, so, we should be coming up right now, um, but I haven't been to this home in a long time. Um, the cart starts to screech and slow down as he starts pulling on the brakes uh, until it slowly it comes to a stop. Um, and you're in a very like dark uh, wooden room with um, a stone ceiling. It's sort of like, not a wooden room, but like uh, braces have been put up to keep it almost like a mine shaft. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like a small stone staircase of about like five or six steps um, and Grutnik goes first um, and he just very quietly like silent as mouth, you don't even hear his footsteps He's very, he seems to be very well trained at this it's like something that he's done quite a few times and he lifts up a little um, wooden hatch and has a peek out and he lowers it down again he goes alright, my old house is up there uh, I'm gonna wait down here where it's safe uh that's Tradura. So, good luck. Well, uh, uh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Hope to see you again when you're returning back. I'll wait here for you. Uh, I'll wait two days at most. I've got enough supplies. Uh, but if there's trouble that starts rattling down there, I'm off. Just so you know. It's fair enough. Okay. Yeah. We understand. Thank yeah, you. you know the game. Uh, so yeah, you guys, you guys disembark the cart, <laughs> um, and each of you first. Who goes first out of interest? Ah, uh, me. Oh no, should Kithri because she's. Oh yeah, because so I'm sneaky. Do you want to yeah. roll a stealth? 21. 21? Okay, so like again, you were, you were more quiet than um, uh, Grutnik was. Uh, yeah. Your, your halfling feet uh, make no sound as they step up on each step. Um, even like they're covered in dust, so it's even more muffled. Yep. Um, and you push it open just enough. You see that there was a carpet lying on top of the, of the door that you just pushed open. Um, you push the carpet so it just flops over to the side. Um, you look up and you see that you're in a very dimly lit room. There are, um, it's very dilapidated. There are uh, blankets seemingly like pinned up over two windows and some light is coming in through them, but it's, it's, it's still quite dim. Um, as, you, as you sort of crawl out, you can see that there is a table and some chairs, uh, a few pictures up on the wall with like dwarven written into them they're like paintings um very like 
various different dwarves. They look sort of reminiscent of Grutnik, and one of them you even picture out um, as Grutnik as a younger dwarf. Mm-hmm. Um, and he seems to be like uh, arm over arm with like another dwarf, and they're like clanging uh, two flagons together. Um, I hope they're love. Rakowski looks at it and like her heart flutters. I'm not up there yet. You're not up there? Am I? I don't know, you tell me. You can like peek out as well. Oh wait, do I lean down and say the coast is clear? Yeah, yeah. You beckon them up um, and everybody comes up. Uh, There's there's no upstairs. This seems to be quite a humble house. um, And uh, yeah, there's a thick layer of dust over everything. Um, The door, it seems, um, has been bashed in. Like you can see that the the part of the lock that would be on the door, the front door, which is just a simple, uh, it's a stone door, but like the stone around where the lock would be is crumbled away and it sort of looks like it's been like smashed in, um, but the door is still closed. Um, and it sort of looks like a, a an abandoned house, small home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's there's not really much on the table either, um, except like, you know, there's a, there's a chair on the ground, but one of the legs is broken. Yeah. Do you know where we are? Oh. No, no. It's it's been so long since I've been here. Mm. Maybe maybe if we get out into the city, something will jog my memory. But I because I'm a bit worried because I know I'm beautiful, but I'm also very big, and I'm worried I'll stand out like a sore thumb. Is is it just dwarves in the city? Well, yes. Um, I'm like five dwarves. You know that joke where you like you have like dwarves in a trench coat trying to be a human. <laughs> You're like the uh, you have the opposite I'm the problem. Opposite. Um, there what? is you do notice um, at the back of the house uh, a small ladder and a hatch um, to going upstairs. But, um, what if we go up to the roof and have a look around from there? Maybe we can see where we need to get to. That seems like a good idea. But you stay hidden for now. Oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> I'll just look at the photos. I hope they're one. Lots of photos. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's of the, the two people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Ah, uh, the slang from from uh, from Kraken Hall is photo is just slang for painting. Oh, is it? Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's all right. No, it is, and it's where you're from, right? Um, so uh, you go upstairs, or you there's a small ladder that, to a hatch, and you would assume that it goes up onto the roof. Yeah. Um. And who's clambering up? Me. Boon <laughs> Beryl and Kithri look at each other <laughs> as the question comes up silently between you and you just... I'll go first. Yeah, although if I'm a dwarf, maybe I'll be less obvious if I'm... Okay. And then I'll hide behind you. Yeah. Have yeah. fun, guys. Boon Beryl will go first. Are you okay <laughs> climbing with your hip? I'll manage. Make a uh, Rakowski as you're staring at the painting. Please make an insight check. <laughs> oh, six. Six? Yeah. You reckon they're lovers? <laughs> um, oh, that's beautiful. You, you climb up. You climb up this ladder, uh, and again, like you push open this door, and you are up onto the roof of this small stone hut. Um, the house is sort of like this weird, like it's a it's a semicircle in shape. Um, and you're up on top. You can see that there are tons of other semicircle type stone houses around. Um, off to the distance, you can see a very large, domineering sort of like almost mansion-esque, like think carved out of the stone, like Romanesque um, uh, mansion. 
Um, behind it, you can see a giant stalactite, and it's familiar to you, and you catch your breath. It's, it's years since you've seen it. Uh, this giant stalactite in the middle of this cavern that you're in. It's a huge cavern that's just full of buildings um, of different designs. You can see the different quarters of uh, the city, and you can see where different um, clans own because the architecture is very different uh, for each of them. Um, but this giant stone stalactite, the one that joins right in the center, this pillar, uh, glows with this sort of like dull orange, so it sort of sheds light on it, everything, and you remember it as, um, the, it's called uh, Moradin's Heart, and it is sort of like the lifeblood of Tridor, and you know that it, it glows diurnally, so it reflects the sunlight out on an outside. Um, and brings it in here so that it's not pitch dark in here, but actually quite a warm light sheds on everything. Uh, you can tell that it is slightly dim as it is just starting to become evening here. Um, it's almost getting into like a twilight. Um, please make a perception check. Is there anything specific that you're looking for? 14. Um, um, or is it just a general? Trying to figure out what direction the bronze weaver quarter would be in. The bronze weavers. Um, very easily, you can you can tell that the bronze weavers. Um, you're actually like technically in the bronze weaver, um, the bronze weaver district. Um, it's maybe slightly to the right of yours. There's a big road that runs around all of Dredor. It's like a circular cavern system. Um, and you know that if you went out the front door and like headed right, um, you would be very quickly in your old district. Um, the streets don't seem too populated. Like every now and then you can spot like one dwarf, two dwarfs, like walking in a pair around like a corner, but there's, there's no bustling crowds. There's no, it's uncannily quiet. I think either the city's winding down or it just feels a lot more quiet to you. Like you've spent a lot of time outside of here and you remember it is quite bustling. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, What's going up there? <laughs> Rakowski calls from inside the house. You're <laughs> bored of the paintings. I'll head back down. You, you climb, climb back down, you see uh, Kitri and Rakowski waiting. Well, from up there I could tell that we're, we're in my family's area. We're, we're just about in the bronze weaver quadrant which if bub's here he he would have he would have come here at some point i guess is it okay for me to go outside or am i just trapped in this tiny room for the rest of the evening what what if you squat it a little <laughs> I, can, I, can I i can i can squat a little maybe we can find a cloak in this room and you can cover yourself up a bit and if so you I squat like a, a little is there, is there some paint so we can make cover an up investigation your... check both all three of you to look for disguise stuff for rakowski Ooh. i've got 15 2 14 14 okay so grunberl starts like looking like <laughs> under the table you're like nothing here um <laughs> kithri like immediately goes to some of the wardrobes that look like cupboards and you find like a big cloak and you like shake the dust off of it um and this could fit Take over this. oh i grab it why does this little dwarf have such a big uh, 
cloak in his closet. You hold it up. If you were to put it on, it would stop at about your midriff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's smaller than I thought. <laughs> and I, I put it on. You don it. It does. It goes up to about your midriff. It looks sort of cool. <laughs> I don't know if it would hide me, but I like the aesthetic, so I'm going to keep it. It looks good. Thank you. I, I love like you. it. <laughs> There's a moment of silence. <laughs> anyway, what's next? Um, um, uh, my heart's fluttering a little bit. I don't really know how to react. As a friend, um, though. As, as a friend, friend totally platonic. No, you're my best friend. Oh, right, okay. I'm going to go weird. I, I do love you. I'm sorry. We just don't normally share things, so... Well, you openly. don't. I'm always telling you There about, are other people uh, here. Person, sorry. dwarf. I think this is lovely. <laughs> Grinbera, like, pats you both <laughs> on, the, on the, like, the side. She pats you on the shoulder, but she tries to pat Rakowski on the shoulder, but she can't reach, so she just settles for arm. Look, you know my past was difficult. I'm not good with showing affection. It, it's fine. So, it's cool. Let's high five again. They high five. It's less fun. <laughs> just like, just know that I'll stop it, but just know that I love and respect you. And if you ever need anybody, just I'll stop be saying there that. All right, okay. I it's love and unspoken. Okay. okay, you don't need to. <sighs> so what are we doing now, Bell? <laughs> Let's have a little peek out the window and see if the coast is clear. It's a bit more smuggling, less feelings. <laughs> We're gonna be talking about. You can't so, smuggle away your feelings forever. Oh god! Ayo, I'm gonna I go out on the street. I high five with Beryl. Do you open the door? Grimbell, the Rakowski high five, and uh, Kithri just opens the door. Even though it's a thick stone door, it swings on the hinges remarkably easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and you step out onto the street. Um, oh, it's it, quiet out here. It's very quiet. Um, please make a perception check. Nineteen. Nineteen. Uh, you see in the distance uh, three dwarves walking away from you uh, towards the uh, the district on your left, to the Goldham district. Um, so on your left is the Goldham district, on the right is the Bronzeweaver district, mm-hmm. as far as uh, Gwyn Beryl told you. Um, and you can see the three the three dwarven individuals that are walking away have um, they have axes at their sides. They are all clad in uh, plate mail. Um, and you, you just spot them as they go around a corner. You can see that they all have like some dwarven runes and markings in their armor. You could only assume, or you make the assumption that they are guards as they like turn a corner, trying to keep the peace. Um, but yeah. So I turn well, back into the house and say, "Now's our chance. <laughs> Quick." Okay, I scurry out. Yeah, you all scurry out, yeah. Yeah. and you got, and you're you're scurrying. I imagine. You, I'd like for you all to make a stealth check because this is a, a stealthy thing. I What's... saw that. Lose. No, because I it got stuck on my hand. <laughs> I saw the, That's I saw the roll. I saw the roll. And no, the, it got stuck. No, like this is what I saw. Okay, you, you did. You didn't pick up the dice properly, and you dropped it. Then you looked at the roll. <laughs> Decided, ah, oh, that roll didn't count. You picked up again and re-rolled it, which is fine. Do you want me to roll it again? No, because no, I don't know what that was, and I don't want to give you a third chance. <laughs> I really think I should roll again. <laughs> My stealth is 25. <laughs> and uh, what were your guys? I got nine. Does nine? this mean I subtract one? Oh, you do. You roll twice and take the lower number. Oh, okay. Because so Grimberal, although she is a good smuggler. Four. And then again. Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, that was was four. Uh, yeah. So 
Although Gwen Barrel is a good smuggler, she's wearing chainmail armor and it rattles a bit. Um, and although you you are like silent like night and <laughs> you're just sort of like cursing under your breath, you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> um, I feel like I knock over some nearby pots and pans. <laughs> <laughs> How many times? There's like a little pot where there's like mushrooms growing, um, and that seems to be the equivalent of plant life here. Yeah, uh, it's like funguses and mushrooms will grow, and you yeah. knock over a, like a mushroom pot, and it's like. <laughs> Like, and Grimbarrel is like, oh, plant! <laughs> I pick them up and I put them in no. my pack. In your pouch. Um, you may add one. Uh, focus, we've only got two days. It's, it's known as a plump helmet, that particular brand of, that particular type of mushroom. Um, uh, it's popular, they're tasty. Um, so you scurry along the street um, and uh, Kithri is out a little bit in front um, as you guys like go behind her. Her footsteps making like no sound, but behind her you can hear just the tsh, tsh, a green barrel and a of Rakowski. Can't you guys be quieter? I'm sorry. You look down the road where the guards went down and then back along. You look back to Green Barrel like, where we go? To the right. To the right. You keep going down there. Green Barrel, are you going to your old home? To where you used to live? Because it would be in this district. No, I don't think so. Because... I'm not wanted there. Mm-hmm. I think what I want to do is Your maybe, old home is the very big mansion. Yeah. Find like a pub or something where we can blend in and eavesdrop. You you See search for a, a uh, Dreduran tavern. Yeah. Do you have one in mind that you're trying to remember? Yeah. So just make a memory check. Uh, so that's with advantage using intelligence. A history check, I guess it would be. 17. 17. 17? Yeah, you can definitely remember where one is. Um, you can remember uh, that there is a there is a, a tavern. It's not it's not the most lively one, but it's called the Haggard Blacksmith. Um, and that is just around the corner. There are a couple of people standing outside of it. Dwarves, they seem quite drunk and like merrily chatting to each other um, in Dwarven. So you can understand it. Can you guys understand Dwarven? Does it say? Um, I mean, obviously, Gwyn Beryl can understand Dwarven. So you I know also Dwarven. understand. So unfortunately, Rakowski's the only one who doesn't know Dwarven. What are they saying? I'll translate for you. Thank you. Okay, uh, but you can hear the dwarves are talking, um, and they're having a good good old chat um, about uh, a game of... It's like Dwarven chess is the type that they're playing, um, or that they had played. They're talking about some game. Uh, do you guys uh, sweep into this tavern? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You all go in. Um, <laughs> as as you go through the door, uh, the sort of like the music that's playing, like sort of a low, um, low music. There seems to be like a, a little a little dwarf who's quite thin, sort of like playing his flute as best as he can. Um, but it's not great. Um, mm. Actually, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> uh, but he's doing his best. Um, and uh, Rakowski comes in through the doorway, you have to crouch to get in, and you like stand at your full height, um, and you guys move and sit down at a table. Um, there seem to be about, uh, I'd say, half a dozen dwarves in here. It's not, it's not a huge tavern. Mm-hmm. Um, the tavern owner um, behind the counter is like this dwarven woman. Uh, she looks quite young. She has um, blonde hair, um, only just like slight wisps at the side of her cheeks. Um, and uh, she's like clad in like very common clothes, um, uh, but like 
nobody else seems to notice as you guys come in just because they don't notice the door go like maybe like one person looks over their shoulder at you guys and then like turns back around like <laughs> goes back to whatever they're doing uh, with like their eyes wide <laughs> like looking around just like who are they but the the tavern owner does like clock you uh, mm-hmm. and she was polishing like a mug but she stops as soon as you walk in okay. you guys go but all go take a table i i, I don't want to be the person to do this but are we going to be opening the letter? <laughs> <laughs> Just while we're all sitting here, I want to know where we're at. I would personally like to. I feel like we should also, because I don't know if we can trust Grutnik, and he's just dumped us here, and what if... He's an old what, friend of mine. I yeah, but you haven't seen him like in a long time. Like, people change. Trust. People he change. could have changed. What if the letter we're delivering is a trap? How can a letter be a trap? It, he'll open it. It'll say... Kill them. Kill them. <laughs> You'd, Why I'm would just you saying. do that? What purpose would that serve? We'll we... just check it. And then we'll just get a different envelope to put it in. How, how against us are you doing it? I, I don't want to upset anybody. I'm I don't want it to be awkward in the rest it. of this trip. But, you know, it's, it's two against one. So... Well, we don't want to upset you. We don't want to upset you. Want you. To. We literally, we're going to be very close quarters for the next two days. If you're going to make a thing of it, if we open it, it's not worth it. You're making a thing of it right now. I won't. I just, I think you should, you should check your souls before you go (laughs) breaking a promise. You can even, you can even, since you are a cleric of of, uh, Pomona, you should be like, check yourself with Pomona. (laughs) (laughs) She's bringing Pomona into it again. Paloma? Sorry. Paloma. I'll say she's bringing Pomona into it because uh, I don't respect your religion. I'm I could, sorry. I could consult the Borpus. What, what? What? I could I could get the Borpus out, see how it feels. You keep saying Borpus, but you're not giving a definition. You're just repeating it's... words we don't understand. What is a Borpus? Okay, uh, it's a polite way to do this. I'm sorry, I'm ge- I get angry. What's a Borpus? <laughs> it's this. You pull it out, um, and there's a moment you guys you guys were making fun of it, but she pulls out this sort of like. It's, a, it's attached around her neck um, and it's about strawberry sized um, and uh, it's right now it is a bright purple. Do we gasp? Yes, it is. <gasps> <laughs> it is glowing slightly. It's a glowing um, vegetable. It's, yeah, it, it's not really a vegetable. It's not really a nut. It's, it's a direct uh, plant-like is... representation of uh, of uh, Oh, I gotta get. Sorry, it's Pomona. It's Pomona. Yes. What's a and what does the Borpus do? The how, Borpus. Do we, how do we consult it? Is it the equivalent it? of like a cross? <clears throat> or is it like a mood ring? <laughs> <laughs> These are all things you're asking. Like, yes. as she's trying to like get the words out, you're like, is it like a cross? Is it like a mood ring? <laughs> I want to see if it thinks I'm angry. <laughs> I can, it, it's like a guide to me. I can consult it, and the colors will change, and I can read that and gives me a sense of whether we're doing the right thing or not. Should we ask it about the letter? I think so. Oh, it's, look that. If it's important to you, consult your magic fruit. Okay. Oh. What? Yeah. I think you should apologize. I'm sorry. That was my pretty disrespectful. I'm sorry. She's working on her my communication skills aren't great. Yeah, but you're getting better. You mean well. Thank you. It's okay. Oh, good. <laughs> you guys are all around your table. Just before you consult your borpus, um, the tavern odor, the, the oma, owner, owner, <laughs> odor, 
There's a tavern odor. Um, in here. It's mm. quite musky. Um, it's a lot of. It's mostly like male dwarves. They all look like they've been working hard all day. Right. Um, and because me- female dwarves can't work hard all day, is that what you're trying to say? It's just not that sort of tavern, all right. It's just not that sort of tavern. <laughs> all right. <laughs> see how it is. It's just for dude dwarves, apparently. Uh, it is, but it is like. Um, so the dwarven, the tavern owner comes over to you. Um, and uh, she's got like three flagons of other ale already, mm. um, and she speaks in Dwarven, um, so you, you wouldn't understand Rikowski. Um, but just, just look around. <laughs> she looks around. <laughs> uh, but she talks to you. Just nod. Like, yeah. <laughs> are uh, are you gonna be drinking in here? Yes. Hello, I... fair maiden. Um. H- hello. You're a very small dwarf. Yes, thank you for pointing that out. I'm not sensitive about it at all. She was born very early. Both of you, <laughs> both of you roll deception. <laughs> 18. 18? Where's, where's deception on here? You might not have proficiency in it. Oh, yeah. Five. Five? <laughs> Your dwarven isn't great. It's a bit rusty. But when you, like, nick in, you were born very early. She's just like... She just like nods. She puts the the flagons down. She goes, uh, "Come and pay up at the bar. It's a, it's a it's a silver piece uh, for each of you, just to keep drinking. Drink all you want." Oh, because we didn't order this. <laughs> no, but and then uh, I just it's asking for money. What, sort of... what kind of establishment are you running? I'm sorry. No, no. Her eyebrows, her eyebrows far and she goes, "Why, well, it's a it's a common Dredor tradition. If you enter a pub, you've ordered your first drink." Oh, of course. Silly you from me. around here? Foreign exchange student. Foreign, excuse me? From another dwarven village along the way. Oh, yeah, which one? Darnhelm? Darnhelm. Mm. Roll another deception. <laughs> Darnhelm is a real is a real dwarven city. <laughs> oh, no! Uh, four. Throughout right. this entire thing, I'm Darnhelm. smiling and nodding as if it's going really well. <laughs> Good she, job, guys. She also I'm proud looks, of all of you. She also looks up at Rakowski as you speak in common. Yeah. She, she nods. And she just walks back behind the bar. And just goes back to, like, clearing the table. I um, think that went well. I think so. I think we got away with it. It looks like you made a friend. So it's been a good day. Uh, you see that she leaves the tavern out the back door. Oh, no. Oh, Maybe we should get out you of here. You guys stay here. I'm going to follow her. No, I, I'll no, follow no. her. I, quietly. It is sometimes you, it's you, gonna be pretty you have to talk with your fists. No, I don't think that's a good idea. Sometimes you have to talk with your fists. If she's going to go run us out, then this is all Shut over. up. She just stay just calm. She might just getting another keg from out the back. You don't... Look, I'll sneak in, see if she's getting another keg. Okay. I'll, I'll follow the... So I follow the barmaid. Yeah, you slink off. Do you guys stay? Do you choose to do that? I'll stay. Yeah. Um, okay, so Kithri, you drop down from your stool um, and you just walk behind the bar, um, or you, you try and do it like very sneakily. Yeah. So roll stealth, um, and uh, 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 eleven. Eleven. You do it about as sneakily as this. I mean thirteen. Oh, math. Thirteen. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> maths. <laughs> Honestly, maths is like the. Oh, Can whatever. you cut that? <laughs> Maybe. Um, so you, you, it's it's difficult for you to sneak because it's a well well lit room. But you just duck underneath uh, the uh, the bar and you sneak out of the back door and you like peep around um, the back door to like look to see where she is. 
Mm. Um, it seems that uh, there seems to be just like stock in here, like barrels and stuff, and yep. like casks of wine. Um, and she is currently uh, writing a small letter on one of the shelves, like, and then she like folds it up, puts it in her pocket, and she starts to turn back around. Uh, I imagine you would duck so yep. you don't see her, and you like scurry back to the table. No. 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 What do you do? I stay behind the door, yep. and as she walks past me, I you pickpocket pick pick it. Pick Okay, so (laughs) she is coming out of a doorway, um, and you are currently in that doorway. And although she is a size larger than you, I suppose you could hide under the bar where they keep all the glasses. But I'm going to need another stealth check to see you don't like push all those glasses over. Um, 24. 24? Okay, you find a nook that holds you. You have to, like, move some, like, some glasses and, like, flagons, but you manage to nick into it, or, like, you make the space, and then just as she walk past, uh, roll your sleight of hand. 14. 14? Don't look behind my screen. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. You got caught. I got caught. No, I, just, I, caught. Did, I forgot it was a scene. <laughs> That's my fault. Um, would help, but... <laughs> you pickpocket it and there's a moment where there's a, you just like your little hand just like slides into her pocket it's almost like she's wearing an apron and it's like a little pouch in front yep. and you just huh, or you don't make a sound <laughs> um, and you retrieve a small bit of scratch parchment um, yep. and she goes back and now uh, she goes back she picks up another flag in and starts um, uh, cleaning it out and then she stops from it and you guys can see and she's staring at you two and uh, she walks out from behind the bar and she comes over and she goes, uh, is your friend gone? She's in the can. <laughs> Roll deception. Because <laughs> you're all at it acting shady as fuck. 20. 20? She goes, oh, all right. Sorry, I didn't mean to be so mistrusting. You know how things have been around here these days. Oh, yes, it's been a bit of a trouble sometime, hey? That was Smuggler's Run, Chapter 1. Thank you, as always, for listening this far. If you're keen to stay up to date with Fate and Fables news, the best place to get it, as always, is fateandfables.com. Although you could tweet us at Fate and Fables. Or, and thank you to Aishi, not sure how to say your username, for setting up an R Fate and Fables on Reddit. Uh, so you can post there if you've got anything interesting that you want us to see, or some of the other people on Fate and Fables. Um, thank you to all the people that sent ravens through the website. Uh, that's Osiris, Richard, Steph, Kenneth, Matt, Madad, and Alex. Thank you so much. Uh, we read all of them, and I will definitely respond to each of you if I haven't already. Um, oh, before I go, we've got uh, player cards, uh, beautifully designed by Millie Holton. Um, these are little cards that show the stats of the players, and they're up on the website. Uh, Edvard's and Jaren's are now on the Jin's Wish page. And of course, you'll be able to find Kithri, Rakowski, and Gwyn Beryl's as well, so you can have a look at their stat as you listen along to this fable. Uh, before I go, if you could rate us in any way, that would be amazing. Uh, like through an app, or iTunes, or however. Um, if you can't, and you're enjoying it, maybe just tell a friend. That would be awesome. Um, yeah, I think that's everything. My name is Matthew Jackson. And this is Fate and Fables. See you next week.